Howdy, folks. This is Adam West, and you're listening to, oh, my God, Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Writing pens ready, we're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Welcome to Anything Goes with Darren Frost. We are coming to you like we do every single week here at the XM Studios in Toronto. This is a no-holds-barred talk show talking about events in the news, pop culture, the state of Canadian stand-up comedy. And right at my side, normally is Kathleen McGee, but she is absent this week as she is on tour visiting her family during this great festive holiday season. So I am just stuck in the studio this time with Darren Frost and our lovely producer, Victoria. But here we go, Darren Frost. Take it away. Yes. Uh, Happy holidays, everyone. This is our official Christmas. Christmas show, and therefore, of course, Kathleen is on the on the West Coast. Why is that? Of course, she is. Well, you oh. know, it's this time of year, so she's got to go back. She's got to go. In. We we have families we don't really like much, so we don't have to see them, Dave. And really, you couldn't fly anyways after last week. You were so fucking hungover. I don't think a plane would even let you get on board. I don't know if anybody heard last week's show, but that was a uh, that was a doozy with your voice there, like a tranny. I was, no, I was pretty rough. Yeah, I was a uh, post op. Was post-op it post-op or tranny. pre-op tranny? It was definitely a post-op. Okay, yeah. Like no. the day after surgery, just a wind knocked out of you and your cock cut off. No, I, I did not sound very good. Yeah. No, I had like, it sounded like someone had poured sand down my throat for a couple of days. And, and there's times at that party where you were just pretty fucked up. Like, you would just fart <laughs> and then run off. And at one point, you even said to me, I can't stop farting. Well, okay, yes. I don't, that had got to, I, I think sometimes at a, at a certain point in, in a party situation, my brain just shuts off and just says, for my own good, dude, you do not want to remember anything uh, from this point onward. Yeah. And it it did. It my, my brain just was like a light switch. I might have eaten a marijuana cookie, and then my brain might have clicked off right. at a certain point. And your brain only activates your sphincter in your ass, and it shoots out air. That's Like it. I said, I don't, you know, I don't recall that. You could accuse oh, me I, of Oh, I do, I do. And uh, other people were like, Go, they'd walk by me and they, man, Dave Martin's really hammered. I'm like, yeah, he's farting everywhere. And they're like, it's him. It reeks to him. He just farts and runs off. I, that's, I, well, it wasn't like an open air venue. I mean, we were in, it was a big room, <laughs> but it's not like we were outdoors. Or, and we it's weren't not in like, Glastonbury. You're right. You're right. right. We yeah. weren't in like uh, an elevator where, you know, you got to hold it in a yeah. bit. But, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, apparently, I was quite uh, gas- then you, then gassy you, at the party. There was karaoke, and then you kept jumping on stage, uh, pulling your old. Uh, I pulled a number of Kanye West. Yes, a number of Kanye. And I West. think it was at a like uh, was it? Um, I was in Mississauga Club this weekend, and the manager Dom was telling me that at one point during the party, I went up to uh, Dom and Peter Anthony. I said, "Hey, do you guys dare me to go and take the microphone away from whoever's singing right now?" <laughs> and I think they made the mistake of saying, "Like, yeah, we dare you." And then I did. Exactly that. Yeah, you did with, your best impression of Mick Jagger, and you took it away. Uh, yeah, with uh, with Dana Alexander. Yes. So and I, I, with a couple other people too. I might yep. have taken the microwave from. Which always worries me whenever someone, if uh, if it ever comes down to, hey, do you dare me to do this? And especially if it is me making up the dare. And you're hammered. And yeah. I'm ha- well, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, no, that's a given. But uh, <laughs> if it's me making up the dare. 
that's even worse because then that basically says I actually want to do this and I'm just looking for someone else yes, to say the, yes. yes you have then to do I it. then I can always because I love I love the blame game. If they could have a board game of the blame game, I would play that nonstop. If there was a blame game, it would just be your picture, right? And you'd move pieces around your face. Yeah. It's like, hey, do you uh, do you dare me to yank this woman's top off? And they'd be like, yeah, we do. And then I would be like, well, they dared me to. Yeah, but it was your idea, so yeah. that doesn't count. Officer, if you're, they if you're, made me. Yeah, yeah. If you're making up the dare, then it, it should not then you really can't blame someone else for getting you to do it. Well, let's see if you're even invited next year. Let's see oh, if you've I'll, I'll be invited. Invite you think so? Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, you know, someone has to. They, they might uh, have a bubble for you. You'll have to play the, the role in Bubble I'll Boy. be like the boy in the plastic bubble? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm over here farting. Hey, I'm over here. <laughs> that's, that's more <laughs> Shitty shite. John Travolta impression. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. what is. Where do you draw the line in, like, having a... Because my ex-girlfriend, uh, or yeah, well, we'll see what, what happens with that. But I mean, my uh, my ex uh, had um, she used to say that she had IBS, this irritable right. bowel syndrome. Yes. But where do you draw the line in having IBS and just farting a lot? What, where's the what's the difference? Well, you know, you shouldn't be farting that much, anyways. No, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, where does it go? Like, oh, well, now you are afflicted with IBS, and oh, before if it I farts, just fart a if lot. If you fart more than once an hour and it smells, you probably have IBS, Dave. Once an hour? Yeah. Okay, then I Come think on. I have IBS. Then. Come on, like Jesus. Man. I have IBS. Okay. Like a couple I times a day, where day. you can just walk off and be on your own. That's fine, but if you're doing it every thirty minutes, you got a problem. Every thirty minutes? Yeah. Well, it's not like it's like not about like you clockwork. Got a problem, Dave. Not like clockwork, like not on the hour. You're on not the ones and twos. Clock on your farts, no. Yeah, it, yeah, it's we're farting on the ones and twos, <laughs> like in terrestrial radio. When the big hand gets at the t- yeah, it's <laughs> like a, like it's a fucking traffic report and the weather. It's on the on the ones and twos, farting and the traffic and the weather updates. But man, uh, we were at the Dominion Pub for a fundraiser. What was it? Uh, maybe like two weeks ago. Yes. There's some embarrassing. And Facebook. someone was farting up a storm there, Dave Martin. And it was not me. No, I swear now to God. You no, were I'm drunk a big. There too. No, I not at that point. Not at that point. Okay. Uh, I did not get. I was not smashed at that point. But that was like a noticeable fucking vegan weird macrobiotic diet. Holy shit! You have a dead rat up your ass. Sort of diet of right. farting was going on there. I don't know what that like. That was like disease. Dude, you drop them in our studio. With me and Kathleen, and it, it almost smells like death. Well, we have an interview with the Headstones uh, coming up on this show. Yes. There was a couple of times, like, I let one rip in the van before we I know went you into did. the studio. And I was like, it's oh, my, my God. Van. I know, yeah. And it was still there when we came back. Well, <laughs> something. It's like unlocked fucking Al Capone's tomb or it's, something. Yeah, you and Geraldo Rivera. But it was like, uh, it was that's like my Hansel and Gretel. I don't, I'm not going to leave a trail of breadcrumbs, but just like a fart stankle trail. But... Uh, at that, at that man, at that benefit, it was like a note, and that I'll, I will not. That was not me, right? But I was like a noticeable. Oh my I, god, I we got to get out of here. I do want to say, just for the sake of uh, context, that you know, in radio, they and, and and satellite radio, they have these award shows where you get to nominate your favorite episode, and maybe you win an award. And I think that we've been talking about farts now for six minutes. I think this is the episode that we should be submitting for any kind of award show. Well, all right, well, six that's your decision. On farts. But yeah, and you yeah. want to keep it going, so yeah, you had the fart I, and. All I'm saying is that uh, usually I'm I'm the sort of person that if there is a stink in the air, I'm like, let's just not even bring it up. Let's just let it pass. Mm. But that was like an oh, my God. And even you came up to me later on and said, oh, my God, well, someone yeah. is still over there. Yeah, because I expected I, you to own up to it. Well, but, but I, I wasn't even in that area. You actually came up. You had back walked to, through at one point. Well, and I thought you no, just dropped I it and I didn't drop it and move. 
No, That's I the, like fucking drop and roll. I was not. It was roll not a stop, drop, out. and roll thing. Yeah, I did not. No, that was not me that time. Well, but that was that was. Let's outrageous. get off the farts this weekend. Okay. Where were you this weekend? Uh, I was in uh, Mississauga this weekend. Ooh. I got it was a last minute call for me to host Mississauga, and I uh, I did it, and it was. Uh, Friday uh, was a pretty uneventful show. Everyone did well. Everyone did great. Their audience was well behaved. And uh, the early show Saturday, uh, 27 people. And then the uh, late show got a little chaotic on uh, Saturday late show. But um, how was uh, and how was your Ajax? You had a I was in Ajax, another suburb of Toronto, where life goes to die, and uh, and comedy and comedy. And it was fine, but there was one show where a lot of fucked upness, and there was this big table that wouldn't shut up the whole way through the show, and then they didn't tip on their big bill. So, of course, I'm hosting, so at the end of the show, I literally said to the crowd, look, for the people that listened, thank you, and the ones that didn't, go fuck yourself. And this table over here, and I pointed at them, I told the whole crowd that they not only fucked up the show by talking, but didn't tip the waitress. So then the rest of the crowd was, like, booing and all angry at them, and they were angry at me, and it was pretty awkward, which I love. You know I'm the king of awkward. Yeah, and uh, you know, Merry Christmas and good night. But then you actually asked the manager Steve if you could go up on stage later yes. and, and give a uh, sort of one of those like um, what, like a warning. You know, yes. they say at the beginning, like we're not the you know the following opinions expressed by Darren Frost are yes. not the opinions of Yuck Yucks. Yes. And, and so you went on stage and what and did I you did say? That. Yeah, I did. I said, look, you know, the show's over. This is me talking. I cleared it through the owner. It's his club. You know, he gets to choose whether I want the audience to know that that table didn't tip or not. He said he was fine with it because they were such jackasses and should be shamed. And so I went on and said, this is my, me, Darren Frost, saying this, not the club, although I could have said that. And if you write any letters and they hate angry letters, it's all to Darren Frost. And I think some people probably emailed because they were pretty fucking pissed. Uh, pissed at, the, at that pissed table? Pissed at me. Pissed at me. The table that was talking was pissed oh, okay. at me that I told everyone that they didn't tip. Oh, oh well. Fuck them. Yeah. But then again, they were kicked out. Yeah. So, well, I don't, no, I, they weren't kicked out. Oh, they weren't. They no, stayed there. They for... stay. They were, they were allowed to stay for the whole show. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. if they get kicked out, they're not going to tip. I get it. Right. But no, they stayed for the whole show. Fucked up the show. Talked and yocked and whatever. And you yeah. know, it's like we're going to get into this article with about what Mark Ford said in, in the newspaper. Yeah. You know, they they were an unruly crowd. They weren't very respectful. And fuck them. Well, I, yeah, like you said, I was with Mark Ford over the weekend, and it was supposed to be his retirement weekend show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he did a show with Jerry D on Sunday in Ajax, yes. which uh, was is the show that they publicized in the Toronto Star article that we'll we'll talk about later. But um, the uh, yeah, it was it, like the late show on Saturday was one of those shows where you sort of like, well, yeah, I could see why someone might want to get out of comedy if right. if you're confronted by this sort of shit. There was like a little Miss Princess girl in the front row or in like the second row, and as I and I was hosting, so I could tell that they were the kind of table that, that wanted to be talked to. So I purposely did not talk to them, mm-hmm. and because uh, you know, sort of when you start talking to them, you give them a license to like, oh, I'm going to talk for the entire show now. And um, then they, she just got loaded and uh, she interrupted the show. Then she, her friends were trying to get her to leave because she was just being disruptive. And then finally she shoved the sort of one of the wait staff and she shoved the manager. And then Mark, you know, sort of did what a lot of comics would do to say, oh, you're, you're the kind of cunt that uh, reminded me of, you reminded me of all the cunts that I knew in high school and I would never give me the time of day, you know, get out of my show, blah, blah, blah. She didn't want to leave. Then she got drunk and she uh, went outside and started kicking at rocks in the parking lot <laughs> and then smashed a, hit a bunch of cars and then uh, the management called the cops on her, which I think was a little bit over the top. But then at the same time, hopefully Why? she learned a valuable lesson. You can't fucking throw rocks at cars. What are you talking about? That's over the top. You, 
you, you can't throw rocks at cars? No, Dave. Oh, man, well, again, you I learned something. You can fart at cars, but you can't throw rocks well, at Well, I, I guess I have IBS, and I apparently yeah. I can't throw rocks at cars. Exactly. No, but, and then so, anyway, on my... Uh, Four boys then, on bikes. At the, end of, at the end of the show, I got paid, and I uh, I did sort of the loop around in the parking lot, so I got to drive past the Looking cop cars. Looking for insecure girls. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to see what was going on with the cops sure. and that one chick. So as I was driving out, I got to see her bawling her eyes out, getting uncuffed by the cops, and then she got taken away by uh, her friends right. drunkenly. Let me get this right. The hot girl got away with it again. Yes. Basically, yeah. that's what we... That's, yeah, what, we, that's uh, what we can all add it up to. But, I mean, hopefully she learned the a valuable lesson. The hot fucking cunt who threw rocks at cars and well, fucked up a show. she rocks at cars, yeah. And fucked yeah. up a show, gets away with it. Well, I don't know if and she... that's one to grow on. I'm sure that... <laughs> yeah, if we could play the NBC. Ding, yeah, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Hi, Michael J. Fox. That's one to yeah. grow on. The, uh, but I don't know if she got away with it. I'm sure they took her name down and stuff like that. Oh, but okay. um, I don't know exactly what... But anyways... <laughs> She balled her Don't eyes out. Don't you do it again. Okay, oh, officer. you little miss pretty. But she showed us. She had just a bra on. She showed us. Anyways. But, See, that's what you were. I was just circling the club, looking for people that no, were she, needed she help. No, was, she was clothed by the time help. she got outside. But yeah. when she was being obnoxious in the hallway, she, she called Bobby kids. Mayer and I uh, assholes yeah. when we didn't even speak to her. But yeah. Bobby did. I, you know, when I go to strip clubs, I'm not there. for the. I'm there circling the room, making sure to, everyone's okay. If anyone needs any help. Well, look, those are breasts. Oh, yeah. that's why I'm there. I'm there to read the articles, too. So, yeah. That's uh, all right, so uh, we got to go to a break. But this week, uh, a special interview with uh, Canadian rock band The Headstones, uh, one of Canada's best and greatest rock bands, got back together and are doing some shows in February. And one of the things that we want to do, we wanted to mix it up this week and have uh, a non-comic on the show, so we thank can God. talk. Yeah, thank God. So we can talk about a different kind of business, but also relate to comedy because they're big comedy fans. So when we come back, uh, interview with Trent and Tim, the guitarist and bassist from The Headstones, and a special thank you to Imprint Music for letting us used your studio and we'll be back with the headstones after the break now with 20 percent more brand to keep you regular from the bump this is anything goes with darren frost dave martin and kathleen mcgee this is andy kindler and you're listening to anything goes on xm radio in case you had no idea what you were doing that's what you're doing. Continue to do it. Show me on the dial where the bad man touched you. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break. We're in the studio at Imprint Music, and we have uh, Tim and Trent from the Headstones in uh, for their big reunion talk. How you guys doing? Hey, hey man. <laughs> we're starting we're off on that level. Hey, hey auto-tune. Uh... Uh, so the elephant in the room, the big <laughs> reunion. You guys are uh, touring out in uh, February of 2011. So uh, what's going on? February 2011. It's funny when you say that. Yeah, it freaked me out when you said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, we are? Yeah, it's fucking Buck Rogers time. Come on. Beady, 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 beady. It's my jetpack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a show at the Sound Academy February 5th. Yep. And um, it's, it's going to be great. And then you have three uh, dates leading up to that as well, right? You're doing uh, Peterborough, London, 
And what's the St. Catharines. Catharines. Yeah. Old stomping grounds. Yeah, home of 97.7. Yeah, 97.7. And uh, Front 54, where we uh, we filmed a little video there. Oh, Remember that's that? Right. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's right. With, uh, yeah, uh, Rupert. Yeah, yeah, Rupert the super fan was there. That's yeah. my favorite video we ever did. I sh- well, you did. Yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Rupert the super fan. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, I loved it. So outside, man. Yeah. Now, uh, when was the last guys you performed together? What was it? What, it was, was like seven and a half. Well, actually, you, what was the last game? Well, six months ago at your wedding, we you and Dale and I played together. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was fun. That was a great time. That was fun. And it actually sounded really good. Like, And it was impromptu. We didn't. We hadn't practiced it right. or anything like that. And yeah. you did what? Two songs? We, we did, played Blonde and Blue for Why didn't you do minutes. Ace of Spades? Yeah. I, understand why you do, I still say that. Why didn't you do Ace of Spades? I was, I was not in the... The zone for singing at oh, that okay. point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was only in the zone wow. for moving his hand. I could, I could play two chords. Well, Trent's already got lead singer disease. I don't <laughs> feel like singing. I don't feel like singing. I think <laughs> it might have. It was a wedding. It might have been an open bar, so that might have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes, it was. That's right. Yeah, Tim knows. So that would, that would that would go with someone's enthusiasm for doing. But yeah. that night was the first time that Tim and Dale and I played together in seven years, like right? seven and a half years. Yeah, wow. that's right. Do you remember where the last? I remember the last. The last big gig we played was the Phoenix. Oh, oh yeah, we mean Headstones. Headstones. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When I say we, I mean. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was two thousand beginning of two thousand three. It was well, we broke up on the day of of the, of the Stars concert. Oh, oh yeah. good. Good yeah. for you. That's yeah. a way to remember. Yeah, we were trying to trump the Stars concert in terms of <laughs> new, you know, newsworthiness, but. Yeah. Justin, Justin uh, Timberlake gets bottled and the headstones break up. That was the news of that day. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Th- there's no connection between those two things, though. That th- that didn't have anything to do with the reason why you. We were so upset about the bottling that <laughs> we can't go on. Now, now, since then, uh, you guys have both done other musical ventures. I mean, uh, you were playing with uh, with Tara Sloan, right? I did Trent? that for like a year after the Headstones yeah, broke up. Yeah, because I remember we hooked up in Ottawa together. You were on tour with her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember. It's early for Trent. I get it. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Tim, you moved on to doing producing work at Imprint Music and working with uh, David... Um, Wilcox. Wilcox, right. Yeah. Yes. And, and how, was, and how was that? That's, a, that's yeah, Does he still do the Bearcat? He still does the Bearcat. When I saw Tim <laughs> first well. play the Bearcat, I kind of pissed myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nervousness or Just excitement? excitement? Pure okay. excitement. Wow. Right. Just seeing Tim play the Bearcat made yeah. me... I, I remember oh, like, uh, my life has come full around. <laughs> full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I've seen, I've heard stories about uh, people that go to see David Wilcox in concert, and uh, so, and they'll, uh, and then twice in in one night he said, uh, "Well, I think we're going to do a little song called Do the Bearcat." <laughs> he, didn't rem- he didn't remember it. He did the song. He had played already. the song already. Yeah, but uh, and then I, I don't think people cared. It's sort of like when the, I think I, I I saw Trooper at the Horseshoe once, and they opened <laughs> and closed with uh, "We're here for a good time, not a long time." Really? Yeah. And yeah. no one, it, no, it didn't bother anyone. No one, no one was yeah. like, ah, we've heard yeah. this. We're going to leave early." The no, best no. part is, I was actually bartending this place, and Tim was playing with Wilcox. Oh wow! And Tim, when the Bearcat started, Tim and I have had this joke about the Bearcat for some reason yeah, for years. Yeah, and uh, he starts playing the riff, and he points at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it's like you know, two thousand people in the audience. I get the point from Tim. <laughs> <laughs> But if, if I, of any Wilcox song, I want the point. It's yeah. the Bearcat, not yeah. laying pipe. I don't want laying pipe yeah. as a point. That's right. yeah. You, I want yeah, you. Yeah, I want you laying pipe. That's, I got know. the Bearcat point. Breakfast yeah. at the Clowns in the Circus? Okay, you can point at me, but don't point at me during laying pipe. 
Uh, well, it's been it's been almost like you said seven year or eight years since you guys toured together, and yeah. it, things have kind of changed. Obviously, with the internet and and live shows being almost the number one way for bands to kind of make it. And I mean, you guys have been around for a long time, and things have changed. And you started in your twenties, and now you're all in your forties, right? Yeah, you're we all are. In your 40s, That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And, and it's kind of. When you start as a band, and the only reason I know this is because from a comedy perspective, when you start as a comic, you start doing shows for different reasons than 20 years later. Like in the beginning, right. yeah. a lot of comics did have to get chicks, just like bands. And then when you're 40 and it's kind of been there, done that, you do it for different reasons. So I'm just wondering, are you still doing it for the same reason that you started, or has that changed at all? Well, that's what's interesting about it, is that we are doing it for exactly the same reason we started. We started doing it because it was fun, and it was a laugh, and it was, right. it was just great. And... Gradually, as you make records and you start to tour and the, the people that you know are involved with you get larger and larger and larger, you wind up doing things for other reasons. Right? Yes. You know? And sometimes you don't understand those reasons, but they all seem to make sense uh, at the time. And now, we, uh, we all agreed that we're only going to do this if it's fun. Yeah. Right? And that's what's great about it is that we don't have to do it. We really are just doing because we want to. Right. And I think the big difference as well is you guys disbanded. There wasn't like any major bad blood. I think it was just a matter of maybe That's right. more kind of burnout. We yep. needed to take a break. Yep. And so it's not like you guys are the Eagles and hell has to freeze over no. for you guys to get back together. You know what I mean? I think that's an important fact, you know? You don't have five different tour buses that you're all riding on. That, <laughs> well. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. We each have two, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that is a good point because a lot of bands will, will – We'll do that, and then they'll get back together because it's like, hey, guys, somebody's offering us 50 grand. And, sure. You know, whatever. And it's under the guise of getting back together. And that's, right. you know, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's in our, in our plan. Right. And I think also the one other thing I always wanted to, if I ever had someone like Blue Rodeo in or someone else, it's like, especially in you guys too, can you just make an album that sucks? Can you just possibly do that? Is that uh, can you just the thing I about you guys is no, no. I, I see. I Pretty disagree. sure we must have done that. I disagree. I think all your albums hold up over time. There's not one album that sucks, and I think there's the same thing for Blue Rodeo and a couple other bands. But it's very yeah. rare for them not to have that one album that the manager said, "Why don't you go and do some fucking this?" And you guys did it just because you wanted to make someone happy. Yeah. Maybe that's because you guys only did five or six records and you didn't do yeah. twenty. Yeah, right. Maybe. There wasn't that same kind of burnout, or maybe I'm not. I don't know why that is. I I mean, one weird thing about us is that we got free reign creatively to on on our albums right we we had a and our guys come down but they didn't say anything they didn't say no they didn't say no you know that's never going to work guys or i'm bringing I remember it one time you know we had an a and our guy come in and go yeah that's not a single and that went on to become our best single <laughs> 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 who yeah, well we can't say who it was but no it was uh, brian heatherman there we go yeah, it was Kibbele uh, Contained. Remember that? He came oh, in. that's right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He was just like, wow. This is not a single. Why yeah. are you guys spending time on this song? Right. Well, <laughs> well that shows you. Because right it's going to be a hit. It might not be a single. Right. Are you, are you guys doing new music? Uh, or is it just uh, like the... Well, no, we actually jammed on a new idea when we were we did. rehearsing just last week. But there's no agenda. There's no... There's no... That's what I love about doing this right now is there's no pressure from any angle at all. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like we don't have to write new songs. We don't have to like promote an album or worry about album sales yeah. or worry about are we added to that radio station? Are right. they playing us enough? Are we going to, you know, it's like I'll just play a show. Because I always hear like I, I always hear a lot of stories about like fans that would go out to see like a 
Like Neil Young will have a show where he just plays his his new album, and he doesn't, or he might do a couple of like classics. Yeah, but and then that'll just piss because a lot of fans just want to go and see. <clears throat> I saw like, that Neil show. Young I saw some, and he did Greenwood or something. Greendale, Greendale. Greendale? Greendale? Yeah, I saw that tour, and he's yeah. like, I was like, come on. Can you play a song I know? Play Cinnamon Girl or something <laughs> right. like that. But right. I mean, like a lot of fans like, want want new stuff, and then a lot of fans just want to hear like the hits. It's like if you go see St- like Steve Miller, uh, yeah, if you go see the Steve Miller band, people will just like if it's I want Abracadabra or or yeah, people <laughs> start to people, finish yeah, people, <laughs> in people, order. People stand people stand up for like a you know Jet Airliner or the Joker, and then as soon as it's something they haven't heard, they just sit down. And well, just, that's the, that's that's the name. I mean, that's that's why they liked it, right? So why should they? Why, why should they they like something that they're that they're not into? Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing Iron Maiden. I saw them. I saw them t- twice in the span of about ten months, and it was the end of one tour, which was all their new stuff, and they did the same thing. They played all the new stuff, yeah. and you know, I understood what they were trying to do, sure, but I didn't care. No, right? right. Then the next tour, and they were playing Number of the Beast, and yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> ah! yeah. yeah. But it, it, for example, I went and saw REM, and they did a greatest hits tour, and. Uh, they didn't do all their hits. They started doing songs like this is a, this is, this is, this is a track off our uh, second album called Camera. Now I know the song because I'm a huge REM fan, but tons of Gordys in the audience are like, "What the fuck is this? Play Losing My Religion." It's the hits tour, right. and I almost had to side with the audience because you called it a hits tour and you didn't yeah. do it. If you're gonna do all that new record, then play Massey Hall instead of ACC. Right. Make sure everyone knows this is the tour and what's going on, and yeah. so no one comes in Sit expecting down in soft seats. And, yeah, yeah. And that's the problem sometimes with Neil Young. Of course, he's a little pig-headed, which I like about him. But if, yeah, if you're a, a general fan and a, a kind of loosey fan, you're not going to dig it. Well, just, you know, to, to answer that question, we are playing almost all of our hits, I think, in this set. Right. But it's but it's not – so. I mean, but you've, you've been away from it for a while, so it's not like you're – because I mean, you do see some performers on stage, and you can just tell they're kind of walking through their act. And, oh God, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's comedy or music, you can yeah. just tell that just someone's heart is not into it. Because I, I know people that have gone to. I mean, maybe he was Willie Nelson was really high at the time, but um, they just they've gone <laughs> maybe. to see Willie. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. They, <laughs> well, I'm just trying to what? think of what other excuse <laughs> Willie Nelson would have just to be just to be just like oh crazy, I'm crazy for. <laughs> but it's just like you can just tell he's not that into it, and it's just Get like comfortable. you know, here's my set list from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And I know that like comics always have that problem too. I'm just like you're just you just you can't get through. I can't imagine these being jokes. a comic. I mean, being a comic blows my mind. I can't wrap uh, my brain around we've going out on stage yeah. and telling the same jokes that are supposed to be funny. Yeah, right. Over right. and over and over. And one and night over. it works, and like, one night it doesn't. And one night it like doesn't. It's, it's a different thing to play a song over and over because like you kind of want to perfect it and play it perfectly. Night after night. Or, or even change it one night because you yeah. have the right to be able to do that inside the moment. And you can enjoy the song. It doesn't have to be funny every time you hear the yeah. song. You know what right. I mean? It's just yeah. – you can just enjoy and you, it. And you also, you also have, I would think, to the, for the most part, a band has already kind of sold the people by yes. the people hearing the songs yes. in advance. Right. Yes. You know, so they're, they're more willing. They're more open to listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when you, when you go see a comic, it's like, well, I hear this guy's funny. Yeah. Well, it's like when you, when you go see a name comic, you already are expecting a certain expectation and everything he says is going to be funny. Like when we went and saw Louis C.K., right. he was able to push the envelope more because people were already there to see his brand yeah, of humor. waiting to laugh. Yeah. Waiting to laugh but at a baby humor, rape, right? juke, rape joke or whatever. Yes. But not – yeah, but I've heard that joke before. Right. That, it's not funny. Right. Yeah, but I, but I mean, <laughs> like, there are some yeah. people that, like, I mean, every once in a while, I'll, like, re-listen to, like, an old George Carlin album, and it'll, it'll still be funny to me, even though I know where the joke's going, I know right. how it that's ends. That's true, though. But I mean, yeah. like, but for the most part, like, a lot of people want to see But that's new for shit history and nostalgia reasons you're doing that. Yeah, but I mean, I, a lot of people, uh, you know, no one's ever like, oh, man, I know how this song ends. 
I'll forget it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I can leave now. I know. I said this last time. Yeah. This is bullshit. Saying the same words. Yeah. Again. But I mean, I, I mean, do you ever uh, like? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you express that of just like trying to pr- uh, make the same joke enthusiastic, uh, and I always kind of think it's 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 kind of easier to hide behind a song oh, and totally. and sort of just walk your way through it. Yep. But um, but do you find that like fan, like I mean, comedy fans are, and music fans are different in that way that like comedy fans they want to see new material all the time. Well, and, I'm a comedy and, fan, and that's. When I see, if I see a comic, you know, I've seen Frosty play a few times. Sure, and I get to the point, you know, we get to the point. Like, I've heard this before. Yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You become the jaded critic, yeah, and everybody yeah. does. Yeah, but yeah. I know, I, I know, with a, like someone like Darren um, and another, there's a, another comic friend of ours, uh, Jason Rouse. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, like, yeah. At, at a yeah, certain right. point, even if you know the jokes that he's doing, you start watching the audience and watching their reaction. Oh, totally. To yeah, it. absolutely. So that's, yeah. The, that's the other side. Well, of do it. you guys ever? I mean, if are you always? Are you always performing for the new people that haven't seen you? Or somewhere in the back of your mind, you go, well, there might be this guy that's seen me before. Maybe I'll do this joke a little bit differently. Or uh, Me personally, most times I'm performing for myself, so therefore I'm doing new stuff. I'm pretty much trying to perform for myself. Yeah, okay. If I see someone there that's so been here before, then I will definitely try to put more. Even if it's only one person to 300, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, that guy's seen that bit. I can't do that bit. That's how sometimes right. comics think. It's stupid because 299 people are going to love that joke. Yeah. Yeah. You can't please everyone, but sometimes you fall into that trap. Oh, okay. It was like uh, – I, mean, I felt really horrible. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. I was in uh, Kingston, and uh, there was a, a guy that actually came out to see me at the show – and uh, you know, he said he liked the he bought my CD the last time I saw him, and he was oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And then there was just this one really cunty woman in the front row, and basically <laughs> the, for almost about 20 minutes, I had to deal with her. And so I never felt like I could get to any of my material. I was only supposed to do about 35 minutes, right. and so uh, most of my time was dealing with this bitch in the front row. And then I felt really awful that this one guy had come out to see me, and I couldn't get to any of the stuff that I wanted to do. Yeah. And so it's in that respect. See, the know, problem is, you guys, you can just have uh, either Hugh spit on them or jump in the crowd and beat the fuck out of well, them. Well, yeah, and we have we have volume and distortion at our exactly. disposal, right? As well, yeah. Because, I mean, I've been to some of the shows where that kind of shit has happened, and it's pretty it's pretty crazy. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, do you think that's going to happen on this tour, or do you think it's a kinder, gentler Headstone. Well, oh, I hope not. I'll never say that. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, might actually have an assault rifle back with him now. <laughs> yeah. This well, is yeah. Flashpoint. That's, yeah. What's, right. that's funny about you these days is he's like he's a different guy now. Like, yeah. It's funny. He's the same guy, but he's like more in control, more – well, he's kicked all his vices. Right. And he's just like this like hilarious uber Hugh now. Right. His and voice he's very health conscious awesome. yeah. and his voice is very strong and yeah. Yeah. I mean he hasn't lost any of the the intensity or right. you know the, Not at uh, all. It's like he's gained some. It's yeah. kind of weird. Well, well when he's you, when you, better shape maybe. <laughs> when you have to smile more for the press, the intensity can grow when you perform. That's right. The hatred grows in equal proportion. Yeah, exactly. To the, you know, to he the uses the, the band to get that out and that's where it's important. Yeah. Leave it on the stage. There's yeah. A, well, I, just to backtrack for one second, I think every mm-hmm. and I don't know if, if you guys have ever heard this before, but every comic always has something. I mean, co- comics love rock stars and rock musicians because I think there's always a part of every comic that would like to be and vice in, versa in, in that yeah. sort of spotlight. But I think every comic always would love to be the shit out of a guitar act of a guy that gets on stage <laughs> and just comic, plays guitar, comic, yeah. like a guitar act, yeah, a comedian guitar act because oh, right. uh, you could play the shittiest song and <laughs> and the audience will always applaud. 
afterwards. It's true. Because there's that always like, wow, he can play guitar. And then she, you know, <laughs> my achy, breaky, fart. And then and oh, everyone, yeah. and it's, it's sort of that like, oh, he's done now. And it's also, <laughs> whether it's like, whether we liked it or we didn't, every audiences always applaud after I guess someone does. That's right. And you hate it because you feel like he's kind of skated by with well, this prop. We, like, <laughs> I, I don't know if, uh, now it, tell me if there's anything, uh, if there's anything parallel to this in music, but is there anything like that in music where it's almost like, we almost, comics always look at that like cheating, you know? Well, we look at, if the lead singer plays guitar, we consider that cheating. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, seriously, I don't know. Is there, is there something like that? Because, like, you know, I mean, if, if there was a band on before you or even a band that... Well, it's like, kind of like when Tim takes his shirt off on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That won't be happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, top, top time hasn't been good to the man tits. That's right. That was really stupid. So you can't think of a moment, a moment where you're watching a band and then you see, and see, you see someone do something. Hey, cover band. Oh, and, 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 you, and you're like, band oh, or something? you're like, oh, give me a fucking break. There is, there is one thing that drives me crazy that bands do, is, and this you only see this if you're on tour with them, right? Is if the singer tells the same fucking joke oh, in between. or story oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. the night before. I just got back from Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's right. He was awesome at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and it's and especially I just bought if it's, this weird little guitar that you've never seen before. And yeah, I'm play I'll tell you a story. But I bought it from a peasant woman who yeah. was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, did I, that I band gave... ha- did that band have a tea party before every show? <laughs> I don't want to talk politics, dude. <laughs> <Okay. All right. laughs> but they uh... have a lot of temptations. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's a story that really twangs on the heartstrings, or is you know addressed to like oh, yeah. you know, a sensitive young girl or something like that, if they do it again and again and again, oh, I'm course. just like you're. Fucking asshole! Yeah, why don't you just play some good music? Oh yeah, well it's like when that one tour, Hugh just kept doing my lines in between all the all the. Yeah. Uh, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably because it was just ringing in his head. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. To say. Yeah, and then uh, some fans emailed me accusing me of stealing from Hugh. It was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. great. Watch some of your clips. I guess you really like the band, huh? I'm like, okay, whatever. Hey, fucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, what, something else I wanted to ask you about. Obviously, you have a love of stand-up. And you, I mean, you saw Louis C.K. together. This yes. This was last year with your son. Yeah. And who is, what, 20 now? 22. 20, 22. Yeah. Man. Ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, Trent has two children that are 12. And yep. Dale has three children? Mm-hmm. Is it three? He's uh, accumulated some children. Five or six. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's a fucking drummer. That's all they yeah. do. Drum and fuck. That's all they do. He calls his drum students his children. Is that uh, weird? Well, that's kind of creepy. Is that weird? Okay, know. for the record, Tim said that. I don't, yeah. uh, I don't want to add to any attention. Uh, but uh, what about you, Trent? Have you seen any stand-up in the last couple of years? Or Well, Tim and I went to the uh, that comedy fest thing. Oh, yeah. There was Winter a... It's another thing at the Winter Garden is some some gal Andy Andy somebody no, Pat, uh, Andy, Pat, 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 Pat Oswald and Andy Kindler was the host oh. of that. Andy Kindler right wow. right. right and uh, that, that other dude uh, Mark Forward was on the bill yeah um uh, and a couple was of it guys. just for laughs that, that was the uh, just for laughs oh, the whispery uh, guy talks like this he talks quietly all yeah what's his name again oh, I don't know he's been on like uh, uh, you've seen him before ba- yeah he's, bald, he's bald guy fairly successful guy yeah. Uh, I know Mark Ford. I think might have been on that show. Or he's on that cats was it, cartoon. Yeah, he was Remember the cats? Oh, um, the cats. What's his name? Oh, Somebody cats. Doctor Doctor Cats. Doctor Cats. Yeah, he was um, one of those regulars on Doctor Cats. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, he, he talks Todd. Um, yeah, oh, Todd, Todd Barry. Todd, yeah, Todd Barry. Todd Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Funny guy. He well, was yeah. my favorite guy that night. Yeah, yeah. Todd Barry. Yeah, Todd yeah. Barry's very funny. He was in the wrestler. Todd Barry. Yeah. Did you know that he was in the wrestler? Oh right, he was in the deli or something. Yeah, he was the deli manager. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Comics Act. You know, once in a while, I get a little roll here and there. 
Most um, depressing movie ever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, Kindler is great. Andy Kindler is great, and so is uh, Mark Forward and all those guys. That's a pretty well, good Well, I mean, Andy Kindler is often referred to as a, uh, like a comics comic because he does yeah, a lot of inside kind of jokes. Yeah. And he does a lot of, like, room that, like, uh, he does a lot of jokes that, like, only comics would get. And I'm always surprised that, um, that when, uh, like, you know, that when, when a regular audience member, even though I think those sort of lines are kind of getting a little bit blurred between, um, you know, what uh, a regular audience member and at comics is getting a little bit blurred just because, uh, you know, we get to see behind the scenes so much with kind of reality television and exactly, stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, Andy has a long history of not going over well in a lot of regular comedy clubs. Yeah. Um, is there, is, is, and I, I know this was just like a lot like the other question, but is there a, is there an equivalent to that? Because I mean, there's a lot like a musician. Like a musician. Oh, right. musician? Yeah. That sounds weird, but yeah, most uh, most of jazz, I, I guess, is like that. Yeah, well, it's yeah. kind of funny. Like a guy like like Ian Thornley, for example, who is like I'm not really big on his music, but right. he's definitely a musician's musician. That guy can play the fuck out of his guitar. He's right. like singing like a freaking god. Right. Yeah, he, he's, he's a great drummer as yeah. well. Yeah. You know? as oh, is he really? He can drum as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember hearing this demo of of one of their records. And uh, you know it sounded great. And he sounded great and stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, "Wow, this is good stuff." Who you know who's playing drums? Oh, I I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really? he's wow. ridiculous. Who's, who's who's playing bass? Oh, I did that. <laughs> right. With yeah. no with no ego about it either. You yeah, know? yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's just yeah. He actually came in talented. and played a guitar solo in one of our songs on, yep. the, on our last record. Nothing changes, right? Yeah, nothing changes with the song. Yeah. 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 I remember I was just like kind of like a little fanboy because he's such he's one of those guitar players that can just like technically play anything. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, play more, play more, fucking rip it, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now do, you, do you ever watch YouTube and see these nine-year-old kids from Thailand playing fucking Led Zeppelin and go, oh, fuck, I should just stop? Oh, yeah. Or like they play like the Mario Brothers, like theme, like Nintendo yeah. songs. Like, yeah, like fucking crazy. That's the one thing about the YouTube. It's like I watch it and I'm like, oh, man, maybe I should just stop. Some of the comedy, right? Because you're just like, wow, that's so great. And I'm ever going to get to that. You know, that's one of the problems. Guitar playing has become weird. It's become weird in the last... Since Eddie Van Halen, mm-hmm. and then ever since sort of like the internet culture has come on, it's like every kid can play like the best guitar player ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And like, Guitar Hero, too. Right? You can just like search for awesome guitar player and you'll see kids playing like sweet picking and like alternate stuff. It's right. weird. Is there, is there any sort of struggle between like a guy who's like a great showman with a guitar and like oh, I guess like a, like a Dane Cook who's probably not the greatest? A lot of comics don't might don't have tremendous respect for him <laughs> as, as a comedian, um, but uh, like he's hugely popular. And is there like a, a, a music equivalent to that where um, you know someone's maybe not the greatest technically, but performance wise, everyone sort of, sort of gets drawn in and sucked into what they do. And that, you know, the kind of person that you might sit backstage. Like Our Lady Peace, you mean? Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, That's a good example, maybe. Yeah. I don't don't know. It's like, I guess if you're talking about Dane Cook, you mean it's like it lacks lacks substance, but they're they're hugely popular? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hello. Did I just not answer the question? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Enough said. Um, one of the other things I wanted to bring up is that uh, I saw you guys in uh, Simcoe, Ontario. I don't mean to name drop. I mean Dave was talking about Kingston. You name drop in Simcoe? Yeah, Simcoe, wow. Ontario. And it was <laughs> it was probably one of your best shows because it was there was about 200 people there. They were all into it. I'm not saying your other shows, but it's like wall to wall crazy. I love those kind yeah, of shows. Yeah, those you know, are great. you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. At some point, you're all looking at each other like, is this going to be unsafe? But you yeah. still did the show. Yeah. You know. Right. I remember that. You know, it yeah. was like really crazy. Yeah. The energy was. And the energy. He's nuts, and your fans are are crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Your, your your fans are pretty nuts. They're pretty dedicated, and they like to party. Now, 
it's like it's it's hard. Like one of the problems Hugh had was with his vices is because everybody out there wants to party with the band. It, uh, yeah, and party with Hugh. And party with Hugh, right? Yes. And, and uh, obviously that's a problem yep. because it's like I was there at some points in the audience, people going, I'm going to go backstage and get all fucked up with the band. Yeah. And I know what's going on backstage. You're all like, are you riding with me? Are you driving with me? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that illusion is still there. And your your fans obviously love you and, and they're going to come to your shows. But is there any time where it's like a fan is it's kind of like getting kind of nervous how dedicated they are like they've come to 10 shows and or is it just mainly arm's length all right we've had some pretty intense fans over the years yeah where guys are like <laughs> it's where, where it's funny where when 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 guys are like groupies yeah no i like, know that's the weird thing yeah and it gets like and you it, kind of expect it from girls that's kind of cliche it happens yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever but right. when, when guys flattering. are like super excited to hang out with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or they or they're super excited to hang out with you, and they're really tough and violent. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because your fans as, drink, as, and then they get well. blurred, and they get all exactly. fucked up. Exactly. Steve, I don't want to say his name, no. but yeah. Anyway, this, <laughs> this one guy, this one guy came up to us, and we'd seen him a few times. We didn't really know him, and he was just a tough guy. He looks like you could hit him a hundred times, and he wouldn't fall down. Oh, yeah. he'd yeah. still keep smiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That is the headstones fan, right yeah, there. Go, That's yeah. You can hit him a hundred times, yeah. and he ain't going down. Yeah, like with a pipe. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and and he comes up, he goes. You guys gonna play absolutely tonight? Like, uh, yeah, if you want. <laughs> you know, he's like, just don't hit me. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You guys play absolutely. I'll punch somebody right in the face. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like thanks. You can have my woman too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. when you guys broke up, I because you know association with you guys, the number of emails I got from dudes, never women. Right. Dudes are like, I'm fucking pissed off, man. <laughs> they're, they're letting me down, man. Life can't continue. Shit. Like these are like real hardcore. I mean, now they're all like, I can't fucking believe it. They're back together. I'm getting those emails. But some yeah. guys are like fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're just waiting for their pogey check to go buy some new music. You know what I mean? Like fucking just. Yeah. And that's, but that that's great. You know? Oh, like, no, no. I mean, I, it, who cares how it affects us? It's awesome that, right. they, that, that they're that into something, you know? It's like, I almost feel like it was the, a certain wave was dying in music where those kind of dedicated fans yeah. of that age, it's all been yep. replaced by Justin Bieber and Young, Young or whatever. But in that kind of late 20s, early 30s, I don't see that kind of dedication to music. Maybe it's because of time and kids and whatever, but it does seem like an era has kind of passed by in that. But what's still the same, and this is, has to do with comedy as well, is that people who are live music or live comedy, live performance fans, right. that, that's a type of – that's a genre. Yes. You know. So if you like live stuff, then that's, that's who our fans are. Right. Are you guys ever going to release a live record like I keep bothering oh you to? Oh, my or? God, I know. We have we 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 have a complete uh, live show that we did at Club Two Seven Nine, which is the Hard Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so I have that. That's where Reframed was was filmed. At. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So I have. Do you have? Did I give you that? Uh, not the whole thing, but I have some of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can give you the whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's we've got that. I don't. I don't. You know, I can't judge if it's any good or not. Right. But uh, yeah, we've been, we haven't talked about releasing stuff. We just like we've gotten as far as as making some merch for the the Toronto. I know, I know for this tour, but in the past, I mean, I've always bothered you guys. That acoustic show you guys did at Nate yeah. was so fucking great. Oh. Was it? Yeah, Nate. Because it's acoustic. It was completely in, in, different. In, uh, Calgary. Um, Calgary, Edmonton. I can't remember. It's out in the west. Yeah. yeah. He did all acoustic versions of songs. Yeah. You don't even remember this, Trent? No, I remember the show. <laughs> I forgot you were there. <laughs> I wasn't there. No, no, I wasn't there. Oh. I just got the CD Wait, of it. See, I thought you were there. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was at every show. That's all I did for my whole yeah. life. 
for five years. You're one of those fans of Yeah, fuck yeah. You want to punch me a hundred times when I come to the next show? (laughs) That was a fun Uh, show, though. Yeah. No, it's because it was so different. Was it? We only did one. Of, we only did one of those, right? Uh, yeah, things. you only did one. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, it does show you guys. Like, unfortunately, when you're kind of a post-punk rock band, people don't think you're great musicians always. You know what I mean? Because the whole punk thing is is supposed to be easier to do that kind of music. You know what I mean? But when you make yeah. it acoustic, it does show that there's a lot more breadth there in the songs. And that's why I like that album as much as I did. Because it did show a completely different side. Yeah. I mean, the one my favorite album still is Nickels for Your Nightmares because huh. there's the the pin you down and there's the fuck you, but there's also the my perspective fades and more oh, the yeah. more yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that weird, was that's, that's why you say that song. I find that song to be, I think, the weirdest song we ever wrote. It's funny. I love that song. <laughs> I know, I know, and I know what you think of it. It's like, I told Trent that was my favorite song in the record. He's like, what? Oh yeah. <laughs> you sure? It's such a weird song. Yeah, but that's why it's, that's why it's great though. Because if I want to go hear Cemetery or songs like that, there's songs like that on the record, like Fuck You and all that. Right. But that's not anywhere on any other record. Yeah. So what you guys got to do on your next tour is you play that whole album and fuck the fans. Right. You pull an Iron Maiden. I want that whole record. That's right. We'll all wear black turtlenecks. And, yeah, sure. <laughs> I did just want to say one thing is that uh, a yeah. uh, portion of the proceeds um, from the Toronto Sound Academy show are going to be donated to um, Randy Kwan's uh, wife and child. Okay. He was a, a great friend of ours who passed away uh, okay. from cancer a couple of months ago. And... Um, he, he, was like, he was the original yeah. bass player in the Headstones, yeah. and then he moved to Toronto. He had a house we all used to crash at. I, li- I lived there for a few months. You know, he didn't ever ask me for money or anything like that. He used to right. this money, and anyway, so this show is uh, in memoriam for him. Okay, and that's that's a Sound Academy show. Yes. Okay, and how long was he in the band for? Like a good long time. Yeah, Up I remember in... talking to you because he yeah. he, he co wrote Cemetery or helped. Yeah, co-wrote? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Pretty much and, the driving force of and losing control, right? The creation of the band. Wow. Randy uh, was like pushing Hugh and pushing everybody, and there was like a million different guitar players. And I happened to slip in one day, and, and all of a sudden we clicked. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you, do you expect any like uh, just from some of the attention that Hugh's gotten lately from like TV shows like Flashpoint and Durham County? Do you expect any any of those like? <laughs> That's kind of the X factor, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, mean, it is kind of uh, curious. I think we're expecting it, but we just don't know how it's going to really manifest itself. We don't know how it's going to pan out. I mean, because there's there's that element of, like, uh, that, like, there might be, like, new fans there that have just sort of discovered you guys through, you know, other projects that you've done. Right. And uh, and then I don't know if there's any changes in your old fans, but... uh, like I, I don't know how. Uh, like, what do you guys expect for the? Uh, we don't. We don't know either. Like, we we really have no idea. I mean, we could. It, it could be. Could be one extra person. It could be a thousand. I mean, it's right. hard, It's hard to tell. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if there's an ex, an, an existing example of that of a guy who was who was in a band and then went on to become well known. It's always the other TV way, star. right? It's always like they're a big actor and then they either formed a band right. or yeah, they yeah. they restarted their band right. kind of thing. It's never been they were big as a band member yeah. and then went into acting. Right. It's I very mean, rare. There might be some examples in rap. Like I'm sure there's people I'm sure there's kids yeah, that, that, that that know Ice Cube from, you know, yes. Friday. That's a, but actually don't know you know what? You NWA. just nailed it right there. But but I think like I mean like uh like rap and hip hop I think is is uh, and maybe 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 uh, like uh, rock music is the same way. I'm not sure, but I think like from the moment uh, you know you're introduced to like someone who in hip hop, they're always sort of constantly playing a character. It's like like guys like Ice Ice T and Ice Cube and all those sort of like yeah. hip hop guys. They're characters from the very beginning, so it's not all that to me. I've never seen it all that big a leap for those guys. 
uh, to go into acting. And I don't know if, mm-hmm. if what, if, I don't know, I don't even what, what like Darren's opinion on about like actors that like, or, or musicians that go into acting. Cause I mean, a musicians can always sort of be, is a little bit more of an extension of themselves, but still them, themselves. I mean, there's always like, you know, uh, it's, it's always said that like a lot of hip hop artists have to sort of create this sort of street cred around yeah. them if they don't have it. Yeah. I don't know. I see what you mean. It's kind of a lateral, lateral move for hip hop guys. Yeah. Yes. But then there's, you know, there's, there's other examples like uh, Dwight Yoakam is a pretty good example, right? Yeah, he's great. Yes. You know? um, he was in Sling Blade, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but he's kind of he's kind of unrecognizable in Sp- yes. Sling, oh, Sling totally. Blade. Yeah, and it's sort of like it's sort of like if you watch Law and Order, you're still watching Ice T, the rapper playing a cop. Yeah, he's, he sounds the same. He looks the same. <laughs> yeah. He's just a cop now. Now he's yeah. just arresting the bitches and hoes, yeah. not making money from them. <laughs> He still has his mind on his money and his money and his mind, though. Was that his song? No, it's no, not. It's not. No, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, sort of a across-the-board philosophy. Right, right. Um, okay, so if people want to find out any information from you guys, where is it? Facebook, MySpace? What's, how do you do it now? Is there a website? What's going on? No. <laughs> and there's the easy answer. I have no idea. No, you know what? We haven't gotten around to that because, honestly, we, <clears throat> we didn't know until recently if this was going to work. How fast and how it jumped so quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're, the main thing we're concentrating, we're just concentrating on this, these, these few shows, right. and then we'll be, we'll be extending ourselves after that point. I know tickets are available on Ticketmaster. Okay. Um, and uh, there's some pretty awesome interviews on Sirius Satellite Radio, but that's all I know. Okay. <laughs> all right. And uh, so that's uh, February 4th? 5th. 5th. February 5th at the Sound Academy in Toronto, right. and uh, the week before you're in Peterborough and London, and then St. Catharines on the 3rd of February. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. So I want to thank you guys for coming by, and in a couple of weeks we're going to have Dale on and then Hugh, I think. So right on. It's awesome. going to be almost like a Headstones month on XM. <laughs> <laughs> Hilario. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. All right. It was very cool. Thank you. Don't touch that dial. It was molested, and it brings back horrible memories. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. This is Anthony Jeselnik. That's right, Anthony Jeselnik. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. That's right, Anthony Jeselnik. Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break, and uh, that was a fun little interview with the Headstones. There, uh, you know what I'm saying, Dave? You enjoyed that, right? I know, I enjoyed that a lot. It was, uh, it was, it was cool doing an interview in a location other than the the studio where yeah. we normally are, and uh, yeah, it was cool actually interviewing guys that don't have that comedy reference point, uh, right? Uh, but I mean, they, they're big fans of stand up, so yeah, and they're not matters. always trying to you know jockey to be funny in an interview and get their point out, right? right. They wanted us to be us and them them, which and was, no bullshit know. comedy philosophy from yeah, any, like, yeah, no somebody. fucking articles written about them saying they're going to quit or anything like that. No, nothing like that. No, 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 no. no they're on a come. They're come. They're coming back. Yeah, they are. Yeah, right after the holiday season which is good because i'm not a fan of the holiday season why is that because i have three children and you know you're santa out by by the end of november you're tired of santa there's school pictures with santa there's the mall picture with santa there's who's going to come and be santa for the parties and the daycare (laughs) santas and the fucking drunk santas and the santa movies and then there's parking at the malls which is why i don't like christmas at all it's annoying as fuck try to find a spot when you got three kids you can't be too far because they'll get cold you know what I'm saying, Dave? I know. I just I, I had to go. I didn't have to. I willingly went uh, to a big shopping mall and 
ridiculously bullshit uh, parking. And uh, I was with uh, Kathleen, and she she loves malls. I hate malls, and of course, you know nobody likes parking in malls. Right. But if you're ever bored and if you want to have fun uh, at a mall, um, and you want to take a break from your shopping, uh, just go out to the mall, uh, go out to the parking lot, and just have your car keys in hand, and then just randomly wander the parking lot, holding out, jingling your car keys, because then you'll have a whole fucking snake of cars following you, <laughs> being like, oh, where's this asshole going to pull out of his And the odd time, just go up spot. to a car and act like yeah. you're putting him in. Oh, no, this uh, is not my car. Uh, uh, whoops. Oh, sorry. I guess this is the wrong <laughs> car. I'm going to wander to the other side of the parking lot. I think I'm parked over there. And then you just have a whole <laughs> snake of people. Hey, are you leaving? Fucking asshole. Who's this guy? Um, which um, made me realize that, uh, and I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that I'm racist. I just think every, I think everyone's a little. Oh, this is thinly veined uh, racism well, coming. Okay, right, right. This is how you can tell, in my opinion, I realized this this weekend. This is how you can tell if you're mildly racist, if you're a little racist, if you're just enough racist. Um, if just you're, enough. Just racist. enough. Just enough. Dot com. Um, <laughs> the, if you're driving along and someone cuts you off in traffic, and then you pull up to that person that just cut you off in traffic. You look at who's in the driver's seat, and if this is your reaction, oh, I knew it! If that's your reaction, right. then you're probably a little racist. That one, or yeah, keeping the stereotype alive. Yeah, exactly. If you're like, oh, I knew, oh my, I, I, I had to be. Right. That's who would. Yeah. I knew that. Fucking that albinos. Was, I knew that that was driving. Yeah. And if then, it, it's, it's irritating though. If I pull up to that person and I look in in the driver's seat, and I'm like, ah, you kind of look like me. And then if I have to keep driving, well, that's frustrating because then I don't even know who yeah. to hate. Yeah. And then I just look in the rearview yeah, mirror and go, ah, it's, fucking Germans, what do you have in your trunk? Let again. the Jews yeah. out. Let the Jews out. Who let the, And who did let the Jews out? <laughs> that was a big hit, yeah. I think. We More never really found 40s. out that's what the problem was. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was in, uh, like I always said earlier off the top of the show, mm-hmm. that uh, I was in Mississauga with Mark Forward during retirement. And then you had a couple of uh, choice words about, well, basically you, you kind of said that uh, what he says well, let's in the explain, Toronto. Let's explain what okay. happened. He wrote an article in the Toronto Star, which is a big publication. Um, in in Toronto, and uh, it's a daily paper, and he wrote an article about why he's quitting comedy, and he, it's pretty much called uh, "When the Stand Up uh, Sat Down," and he makes uh, a couple vocal points on why he's quitting comedy, and uh, I had some problems with it because I like Mark, I actually do, and I find Mark very funny. I think he's a very funny, very comic. funny comic, and he's very transgressive, and so am I. But the problem is, is like he's complaining about comedy clubs and how bad they're getting, and all this and all that, and. The thing is, yeah, comedy clubs are getting bad, but we have to act like they're a gym or, you know, just a place to work out. And then you try to get something going on your own. I always I was I always refer to comedy clubs as like the McDonald's of comedy, fast food. Yes. You know, if you want to if if you want to go see a famous headliner or have a, you know, a you know, a prime steak, then, you know, you're going to pay that extra more and you're going right. to go to a better venue right. to eat or to be entertained. Right. But if you go to a comedy club, you're probably going to get something not remarkably filling. Right. But still, you know, occasionally, you know, you have a, a good sandwich or a good burger. Right. Go now, does he bring up good points about how comedy clubs are getting lack on lax on their way they're handling crowds that are drunk and loud? Yes, of course they are. But if that's the reason you're quitting, I mean, maybe you should be concentrating on doing your own shows or, or getting your own name out there because that's really what it's about. If you thought that comedy clubs were going to be easy, then you didn't watch anything or did any research. We all know it's tough in the comedy clubs. 
And it's, it's sort of like any time, like I was saying, any time you put, you know, your livelihood in the hands of a corporation, you can't be that surprised when the corporation looks out for their best interests right. over your own. So, right. you know, it big, you know, it's, it's a matter of like, you know, you're going to get out of it what you put in, whether it's like sh- fucking selling merchandise or shaking hands after the show, getting your photo taken with people, building a fan base and getting to the point where people are going to go out to see you personally, not just, hey, we're going to see a comedy. Right. And, and sadly, most people that go to comedy clubs are just going to see comedy and rarely know who the performer is. So Yeah, it's a standard thing we've talked about a thousand times. Music, they research what the band is, what kind of band it is. Comedy, yeah. they don't. They just expect it to be good and maybe Seinfeld-like in terms yeah. of appeal. And, of course, stand-up isn't that. But, you know, what are you going to do? You, you can't fight the system. You can only try to operate within it, really, or do your own thing. And I think maybe that's what Mark should do. He keeps saying, here's my problem. Don't say you're going to retire, complain a bitch about it, and then not retire. Right. You should retire then. And you also at the same time, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're a comic that hasn't made a name for yourself. You're, you're, it's not like you're the fucking who. Right. Where if they retire, people make a big deal out of it. And when right. they come back, it is a big deal. And no one looks at it as like a cheap publicity stunt. Right. And that's what it really reeks of. It's this kind of this attention-seeking publicity stunt. So people go, no, 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 Mark, don't quit. I don't want Mark to quit because I think he's funny. But I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, Mark, please don't quit. Comedy won't move on without you. You know, what's it going to be? It won't be the same. It's going to be the same. And if comics are the only one that is making a big deal out of you retiring, then it's not that big a deal. And also, do readers really give a fuck? Do audience 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 members don't even give a, give a fuck if you do original material? Right. They're not going to care whether you quit or not. Right. I could I could have a tribute to Larry the Cable Guy, and most audience would be like, "Oh, hey man, I know oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah I love it. Oh, don't dilly don't, don't you know? Right? Is that so your is that your getting her done? That's <laughs> my my. That's I put that after every Larry the Cable Guy reference, a little uh, fucking jig on a dock, <laughs> and every reference to the Maritimes. But <laughs> I won't get into that too. Any drunken fisherman joke? I mean, you know, look, it's. It's that time of year where it's Christmas parties. We, if you've been here before, it's going to happen again. Brings out people that normally don't go to comedy clubs, right. and it's going to suck for a while. But the money's better, so that's the trade-off. And, uh, well, you know, it's like yeah, you, you, you know, you, it's a matter of like, well, what did you expect? I mean, he has, has the right to quit. He sure. has the right to quit. He has the right to voice his opinion on why he wants to quit. But what's really depressing to me is that the Toronto Star took that space and promoted him quitting. More than a show that was going on that week that could have really needed that extra push and press for that week. They promoted the negative side of comedy, right. which that doesn't really don't a readers don't care about because right. no one's going to be like, oh well, this guy doesn't like comedy, so I'm going to really try to go out and see him then. Yeah, right. So but. I mean, there's a show this week that could have like I don't know who's headlining the Super Club or who's who's doing a, a theater show this week, but they could have done that, an article on them and said, yeah. hey, it's a great show, go check it out, and this is why. But you know, the papers have let a lot of comics down in the last little while. They don't promote stand-up comedy very much, but I think they've also done the research and found that their readers don't really care that much, so are they really to blame? Well, all I hope is that somehow Kathleen McGee made it through the weekend without her cell phone. She's never going to make it. She's She was in a, she was in BC over the She's weekend doing shows. She's texting me right now. My phone's vibrating. <laughs> is, is that just your phone? No. Um, well, that reminds me. I, I, <laughs> I, I do think that Christmas is way it's too my, much. It's my phone and also vibrating. But as, Once you said vibrate, it made me remember that uh, if, if you would like to pledge some money. Uh, I'm uh, starting my very first uh, adult toy drive. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Christmas is way too much for kids. I think it's uh, kids are selfish yep. and uh, a lot of adults go without. So if you, uh, I'm going to start my adult toy drive. Yep. If you have any uh, new or unused uh, dildos, butt plugs, uh, anal beads, or uh, videos or DVDs, uh, anything adult, uh, if you have any half uh, unused lube or used lube that isn't that tainted or anything like that, please uh, um, uh, yeah. email us. Half and, and half uh, lube. I like half right, and half right. lube. 
Um, <laughs> but it's an adult toy drive, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And there's a lot of adults that go without, too, and, and the first during this batch, holiday season. The first batch is always going to go to an old folks' home because they fuck, too. Oh, they fuck. And they, 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 fuck need, they need lube more than anyone, anyone else. Anyone. Anyone yeah. else. You know, that is one dry sponsor, river down there, Sponsor Dana. an old slut. That's what I always say. Old slut? Yeah. Just because they fuck? They're not sluts? No. <laughs> Uh, slutty enough at Are that they? age, yeah. Are they? Maybe. Well, they're getting around. I mean, you know, when you want to, I, I would sudden, I would start having a checklist for STDs when I get into my senior years. Yeah, you don't have to got to pop a pill, Grandpa. Your finger's fine. Right? You know, you're old enough. If it burns when I pee, that's just going to wake me up, and I can do. Uh, I can play bridge uh, more focused. <laughs> more focused. I'm gonna. Bridge. I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be in tune because yeah. I, I pissed a couple of razor blades this morning, yeah. and then, <clears> I, then I'm gonna be really focused when I start watching The Price Is Right. And let me tell you, you thought they talked a lot about the war before. You put a butt plug in them, they're fucking talking for a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I just you know I I, I think that's going to put a lot of smiles on a lot of old right. people's faces yeah. or adult faces that uh, that are neglected during the holiday season. So uh, the Dave Martin official 2010 adult toy drive, do what you can, donate. Thank you very much. Half and half lube. Yeah. Well, Please. yeah. Or just half empty lube. It depends what kind of person you are. You are you a half empty or half full lube? I'm always person? half empty. I'm You're half always half empty. empty. Always oh. half empty. That's, I'm that's, negative. That's your negative. I'm guy. writing an article next year in the Toronto Star about half empty lube. I'm going to be all bitter and angry about it. But it's just going to be a giant metaphor about how you're still in the comedy business. Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah. It's just half empty. It's a giant metaphor about how you're sticking with comedy. Of course it is. Your big lube statement. Uh, well, that's the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we talked about farting and lube. Farting and lube. And the headstones. Back. And the nice. headstones. Right in the middle there. Nice yeah. shit sandwich for them. Thank you. And their fans. Well, that is the show. If you have any questions or concerns, please get to us through the internet. LaughAttack at xmradio.ca or that old phone thing we used to use before we just texted with it at one eight seven seven xm laugh And if anyone wants to get a hold of Dave Martin, you can just uh, bring someone insecure around. And he'll find you, hey, or wait. you can go on the internet and find him where? Uh, at uh, davemartinworld.com, right. or uh, I am on Facebook, uh, or the Dave Martin is dealing with it fan page. Wow. And you can ch- go to the Anything Goes uh, Laugh Attack group on uh, Facebook. Yes. Type in Anything Goes, and then uh, Darren, Kathleen, and myself should pop up. There we go. And Kathleen, you can always find on Facebook, where almost all our fans go. And my website, comedyhorror.com. Uh, you can go check that out and buy DVDs and all that jazz and see where I'm going to be in January, myself and Kathleen are doing a Dark Days of January tour in four cities in Ottawa, Kingston, Kitchener, and Ajax. So please check that out if you live in those areas. And uh, that is it. Want to give a big thank you to Imprint Music for letting us use their studio. And also to the lovely Victoria and the not-so-lovely Paul the Intern for putting us together and making us sound good. Until next week, Dave, what do we want to say? Um, exactly. Thank you for to- listening. Yes. And uh, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. And uh, all the best for 2011. Half the best. And go fuck yourself. I smile and wave.